Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Best friends forever. Fantasy, best friends forever. Our number two fantasy best friends forever. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Frank Stample, of course, still here. Greg Sussman with you as well. And we are joined for the second hour of today's program by the closer, Chris Vetro. What's up, Chris? What's up? What's up? It's your boy, the closer, here to close out Let's the lower, week. Can we, can we lower his mic? You are terribly echoing. I'm allowed, dude. Yeah, but you're like echoing. It sounds very bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk anything. now. You sound better now. Better? Give us, better. Give us the... Let's start over again. Uh, Venture, how are you How are you doing today? I'm doing good. What's up? What's up? It's your boy. Is it loud? Yes. All right, <laughs> All right Carl. Sh- try that. Carl, we're going to... Like, move back and say it. What's up? What's up? It's your boy. Is it, It's still something with the mic. No, it still yeah. sounds bad, yeah. Something echoing. Yeah. yeah. I hear it, too. Maybe we get Venture over here for uh, for Fantasy Football Hour today. I don't yeah. know what's going on. As, as long as he doesn't scream, now. it's fine. Yeah, but he should be allowed to scream. Oh, all right. That's part of... Yeah, what if I mean, that's part of who makes Venture who he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be able to scream. I mean, he's got to be able to... argue about What's that? up? What, I mean, it could get animated up here. We're about to talk about Odell <laughs> right, Beckham. We'll, you guys are Giants fans. We'll see how, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is my Adam Gase moment all over again, Greg. I mean, we could set you up over there. We could put up uh, Get Off My Lawn. We could put up Gabe Morency's face right behind you, Greg. You want to sit over there? I don't you want to give us a Get Off Gabe. My Lawn? Yeah, you can just put the camera get something, right there, Alex. Get, get something off your chest here? All right, this is a little... Uh, New York Sports Radio, W. Greg Sussman. That was good, Frank. 2020 Sports. It's 04, but that's okay. (laughs) My issue with the Giants is not that they traded Odell Beckham Jr. That's not the problem. It's part of the problem, but it's not the whole problem. Mm -hmm. This Giants football team is in disarray and has been in disarray for many years at this point. The problem doesn't start or end with Odell. It starts and ends with the Giants' inability to develop and spot talent. The Giants are in the position that they are, two top six draft picks in the last two years, not because of Odell Beckham, but because of their inability to scout and develop and identify talent. Last year, they did what they needed to do. They cleaned house. New coach, new GM, get rid of all the nonsense in the locker room. But at that point, when you have the number two overall pick in the draft, you don't just attribute it to injuries, which played an impact, no doubt, but you attribute it to the lack of talent on the team that surrounds Odell Beckham Jr. You can make excuse after excuse for Eli Manning, and maybe he is better when you put a capable line in front of him. There's no doubt about that. But in the future, how long would he be good for? How much better would Eli be? The answer was very obvious to all of those watching from the outside. But from the inside, he was done. And this team needed to be rebuilt from the ground up. And if you needed to get rid of personalities in the locker room to do so, I understand that. But you needed to identify that this team was not capable at that 
particular juncture to compete. And what did you do? Dave Gettleman was hired, and he acquired a veteran for a draft pick, an Alec Ogletree. But then he made a, a stranger move by trading away Jason Pierre-Paul for a draft pick. So what is it? Are you going for it, or are you not? The Giants found themselves in that kind of limbo, where they signed a cast-off offensive lineman from the Jacksonville Jaguars by the name of Patrick Omome. Problem with that was, he wasn't very good, and he was cut six games into the season. You signed a veteran running back in Jonathan Stewart, who you said had not lost a step. He lasted three games before getting hurt. And even still, if you're telling me you're going for it, well, that's fine. But why are you trading off veterans? It doesn't make sense then. Then you get to the NFL draft, where you need a quarterback. Because Eli, even if he is better than most people believe, even if he's gotten a bad rap, he doesn't live forever, as you would tell us a year later. Four quarterbacks went in the top ten last year. Four. One at number one overall. So you had your choice of three different ones. And what did you do? You said running back's the most valuable position. I believe Saquon Barkley's the best player on the board. I'm going to take him. There's no dispute how great Saquon Barkley is. But as we saw with David Johnson a year ago, you could be amazing and still finish with the worst record in all of football when you don't have a quarterback and you don't have a plan. It took the Giants, they drafted Saquon Barkley after signing Jonathan Stewart. Why? To be a backup? Sign Jonathan Stewart for what? It took the Giants one game, and then two, and then three to realize that the offensive line wasn't good enough, which all of us saw. Mm -hmm. This is a team that started with Eric Flowers on the right side, a team that had playoff aspirations by starting Eric Flowers on the right side. He was cut several games later. This is a team that misidentified themselves all year long, from beginning to end. Even when they were brutal going into a bye week, they still mischaracterized themselves because coming out, of the, coming out of a bye week, you face backup quarterback after backup quarterback after backup quarterback, so you won a couple of games. So you thought you had a playoff opportunity, and instead of rebuilding even then, you kept players. You traded some like Damon Harrison, like Eli Apple, but you kept some like Landon Collins. So then you get to this offseason, and you say, no, I didn't mischaracterize anything. I didn't make any mistakes. We had a shot last year. And I still think we're going in the right direction. But Eli, no, 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 Eli Manning, people aren't being fair to him. He's still our best option at quarterback. But if Eli Manning's still your best option at quarterback, then he... You got to do what you did last year. You got to go for it one last time. Because if you don't, why is Eli Manning still on your team? But what do they do? They extend Odell Beckham Jr., which everybody wanted them to do because he was very talented. Landon Collins, who was under contract as a franchise tag, if you wanted him, no, no, no. We can't have him back. He costs too much. He's not good for the locker room. Landon Collins is a leader. He was the captain of the defense. He's allowed to walk inside the richest contract in free agent history for the safety position. Seems like other teams valued Landon Collins, all right? And then you decide with Odell Beckham, who you didn't sign to trade, that he wasn't worth it anymore. That you needed to do a full rebuild while still keeping the quarterback. In order to fast-track a rebuild, you need talent. 
And Odell Beckham is under contract. He is talent. Not that I care about dead cap money because this year doesn't matter anymore for the Giants. Like, whatever. They're not going anywhere this year. Yeah. But it is remarkable that Eli Manning, on a year where you don't have talent, where you cannot compete, you cannot put pieces around him, is still under contract at $23 million. I'm not asking you to restructure him because that doesn't make sense. I'm asking you to cut him. There's no point in having him on the team. Last year, you said you couldn't force a quarterback decision. This is Dave Gettleman speaking. You could not force a quarterback decision. If you don't like one there, you can't draft it. You can't force it. And this year, you tell me, I really like the KCC model. KCC model was there for you last year with four quarterbacks going in the top 10, three of which you could have selected. Not forcing one if he falls to you at your draft spot this year, mm-hmm. whether that be Dwayne Haskins or Daniel Jones or Drew Locke or even Kyler Murray. Now you're forcing it a year too late. The rebuild is set back years because of extending Odell's contract, refusing to trade Landon Collins, and being in the middle of two decisions. The rebuild is now on several years too late. I understand you have to replenish the stock. I get it. But why should we trust you to do it? You're forcing a quarterback with nothing now. You want to be built around Saquon Barkley? I get it. Well, what threat is the quarterback, Eli Manning, to pass? And who is he passing it to? None. Saquon Barkley last year was fantastic in the passing game, fantastic in garbage time, and fantastic creating on his own. The goal is to put an offensive line in so he doesn't have to do all that anymore. Well, when you have 25 guys in the box, you just made life harder for Saquon Barkley. The Giants are in no man's land. They're doing what they should have done two or three years ago. And Dave Gettleman trading some of the only talent he has away for a cheaper safety, which is fine, and then a first and a third... The top five player in the NFL, non-quarterback division, doesn't make sense. You can say what you want about Yoda Beckham being a distraction in the media, in his personal life. That's all true. To the coaches, the GM, the owner. It's true. But his teammates loved him. His teammates played for him. His teammates liked him. Don't spin this any other way. You didn't capitalize on maximum value. You waited too long, and you misjudged your roster. You made a mistake, and then another mistake, and then another mistake. That's three mistakes, and I didn't count all of them. <laughs> Dave Gettleman has no idea what he's doing. He's in over his head, and this is just another mistake. Yep. Chris Venture, you're another Giant fan. Yep. You're up, Die hard Giant fan. You're so, up. W, Chris Venture. <laughs> so, I, to me, it, this is what happened. They signed Gettleman. They, saw, uh, they bring in Gettleman. They bring in uh, McAdoo, and that's when it all started. Uh, that draft, okay, they saw, well, they also signed... A lot of defensive plays. They spent money. They got Vernon. You know, they got um, Janoris Jenkins. They got these plays. They said, in their head, they're probably saying, look, we got Eli for a couple more years here of good Eli. That's what they were thinking. We have one more shot at this. One more Super Bowl chance, right? So they brought these guys in. They, they spent money to go for this shot. But, but then they messed it all up in the draft and it, by drafting Evan Ingram in the first round. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Evan Ingram. He's a great player. He's not a true blocking tight end. He's more of a receiver. And we needed offensive linemen. Yes, we, signed, we ended up signing uh, Nate Solder, at, you know, eventually. But the offensive line was completely at shambles at this point when McAdoo and Gettleman came in. And they did not address it whatsoever. They thought they were going to play this high-flying, uh, you know, basically current NFL pa- pass-heavy offense. With Odell and Ingram and Shepard, and we got all these weapons. But you need an offensive line to do that if your quarterback is a dead set 
pocket passer. The guy cannot move. So you have to have an offensive line. You don't have a quarterback that could run around like Russell Wilson. So that's obviously what showed in the games that season. We, at first, we started off, okay, our defense was playing great, like it should have because we saw those guys, but the offense couldn't sustain because the offensive line couldn't hold it down. We couldn't run, and then as a result, we couldn't throw well either. Eli was getting pressured a ton. Uh, and it all went downhill from there. It was a domino effect, okay? Because then last year, we drafted Saquon Barkley. Now, I would have been okay with the Saquon Barkley draft if we addressed the offensive line the year before. Because now it would have been the second year we could have signed another offensive lineman, right? Nate Solder, whatever, whoever it is, and rebuilt that offensive line a little more. The second year, this year, this past year that just passed, could have been the year we made it to the Super Bowl. Could have been. There was a chance. Getting Barkley in that mix with a good offensive line and good weapons around him and a good defense with the pieces we signed with McAdoo, it could have been good. But they blew it all apart. They didn't know what they were doing. Like Greg said, they didn't really know, oh, like into this last season, this past season, they didn't know if we were rebuilding or if, should we go for it one more shot, the Eli. But now it's too late. It's too late now. At this point, you have to rebuild. But they set it back too long. They should, if they wanted to rebuild, if they made a decision to rebuild, they should have did it last season, before last season. Okay? Not now. It's too late. Now it's going to take forever. Because now you still got to groom a quarterback. You need to, you know, nurture this team. And Saquon's in his, basically in his prime, a running back's prime, right when he comes into the league, basically. So you don't know if, God forbid, Saquon gets injured, you know, that would ruin the team. He is the guy you got to build around. And he's not, he may not be here forever. And that's when you want to win. You want to win. You want to put pieces around Saquon. Now he's young enough where you could rebuild. But if you started last year, it would have been okay. If they would have made the right moves two years ago, we possibly could have been a, a Super Bowl contender this past season. But they blew that all apart, and this is the dominant effect we're seeing now. This is why Odell's getting let go, because also, you know, Gettleman is a no-nonsense guy, apparently, and just wants to get rid of Odell because he's been a baby. He was crying last year, whatever. But it wasn't enough to get rid of him. Now, the trade face value wasn't that bad. It was a pretty good trade, but I just don't get what the Giants are doing. They get rid of a lot of defensive pieces, then they get Jabril Peppers in a trade. They, you know, they're gaining offensive pieces like Zietler on the line, and then you give away Aldo Beckham. So are you addressing the offense? Are you addressing the defense? What are we trying to do here? I, I don't understand the philosophy at this point in time, but now, obviously, it's co a complete rebuild. Because after the Odell trade, it's like, all right, we got all these picks. Eli's obviously not going to win another Super Bowl with this team. It's the future now. It's a, it, it was just a mess. These past two years have been a complete mess. All right, Frank, you're the uh, objective one. Yeah, I don't know why you guys are so mad. I love this. Well, of course you love it. I love everything that's going on. <laughs> I love this. Seriously, though, I think when evaluating talent and your team is not one of your strongest suits and you're a GM, <laughs> that's probably really bad. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the Giants be this big of a mess maybe in Forever. my lifetime. Yeah. Or, or at least since the, the turn of the millennium. I mean, me growing up, you know, I was tweeting about this last night. I was like, oh, this is karma for Giants fans. Because Giants fans used to, my, all my friends growing up, they're, they're all Giants fans. They're making fun of me for being a Jets fan. Because the Jets have been a laughing stock for ever. <laughs> and yeah. now, it's just crazy to see how far things have come. Because the Giants are a mess. Yeah. They're, they might be the biggest mess. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals are pretty bad, too. Miami. But, yeah, Miami. Too. I mean, look, they're one of the... They're one of the worst-run franchises in football right, right now. now. And they have been over the past couple of years. You know, three, four years, I would say. And I do agree that 
they're not addressing the offensive line for so long really messed everything up. I remember, Greg, you used to come in here when we were doing fantasy football shows. You're talking about the Giants' offense hasn't scored 20 points in, like, how many straight games? It was crazy. It was like a wild streak. So, And then they add Saquon Barkley, and last year, you know, they say he's a generational talent. He's the best player on the board. That was the last piece for, to make them a Super Bowl contender. And then the next year, you're blowing it up? Yeah. So you're contradicting yourself. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Dave Gettleman says the human contradiction. Yeah. So it's just, everything is all over the place right now for this franchise. I feel for you guys. I mean, it's going to be like a couple of years you guys are going to be tanking bad. Whether that leads to, hey, maybe you guys end up with like a, a Tua, tank for Tua, or uh, the gentleman from Clemson. You know, you end up with one of those guys, Trevor Lawrence. If you, uh, if you end up with one of those quarterbacks for the next two years. Yeah. All right. I mean, maybe things start to look up a little bit. And you do have a lot of draft capital all of a sudden. I think what they're doing, you asked, well, what are they doing right now? Yeah. Well, they're trying to build up the trenches. They trade Olivier Vernon for an offensive lineman. Right. They get Jabril Peppers in the trade, like, whatever. He's still a young player. Yeah. So no, I like they're him. building up the offensive line, and they're getting young players. I understand for it's cheap. not what you want, but I, don't, I didn't think the haul or either of the trades that they've done to this point have been actually that bad. But the thing is, it's too little too late. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Like, if you were going to blow this up, past. you yeah. should have done it a couple of years Right. Ago. That's really what it comes down to. Giants are the only New York team making moves. We've got Frank Stanton's thoughts on Le'Veon Bell next. Hmm. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called The IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. Fantasy Sports. You know what? If I'm the Giants, I might sign Blake Bortles to like one year, one million bucks. Eli's got to go anyway, and maybe I don't have to waste a pick on Haskins because I need like 17 guys on defense now. Maybe I'd see where that takes me. And you're hearing a lot of rumors about the Giants trading Beckham, too. What are the Giants doing, man? I, you know, if they trade Beckham, I don't know if I can be a Giant. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I know I that. don't think I can. I don't I think, think I can. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network.
That's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network coverage of the FBC High Stakes Fantasy Baseball Auctions this Friday and Saturday from the Stewart Hotel in NYC. Do you know Towers also this weekend at the Stewart Hotel in NYC? It's at the Stewart Hotel? Yeah. I, I knew the Towers weekend was this weekend. Wow, it's a, this is a jam-packed weekend. Yeah, I didn't even know that, obviously. I did, I think. What's going on Friday, then? Is Friday night like the Foley's yeah. night thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you never go, Greg, but you should probably come. I, I, have, I have plans. You have plans Friday night? I do. Ian, go, Ian wanna, Khan's going to be there. You want to come with me? I'm hanging out with Ian Khan Thursday. Without me? With oh, you okay. at the draft. Freaking out. Sorry. You want to come with me to do my plans? I'm going to the Guggenheim Museum. Uh, you know what, Greg? Hard pass, buddy. Get some culture, man. Get some culture. Do you know who you're talking to, Greg? <laughs> I can't even name... I don't know. Give me something. Oh, don't go into politics. Give me, all right. Who's the... Oh, we're playing the game? Here we no, go. No, 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 don't do, do this. Why not? Embarrass me. I don't know anyone. I mean, either. We're Any, on the same page. This is, this is a fun game. Yeah, I'm very... <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> no. yeah, we're going to have to extend <clears throat> it. Do Chris Venture and Frank Stanfield know politics. this person? All right. Who is William H. Macy? Oh, that's an actor. One point for Chris. He's in uh, Mar- um, Far- Fargo. Yes! He's in... Yes! The movie with Mark Wahlberg, where, he, where he's kind of a point star. What's yes, Boogie, Boogie Nights. Nights. Yes, Adventure. yes. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know who this Macy. person is. I, just, yeah. I didn't know his name. That is shameless. Yeah. That is that is correct. Nice job, Chris. That's not politics. Venture is going to blow. <laughs> it doesn't away. have to be politics. Venture, I'm Venture's going to blow me away. Stuff. It's just a famous person. Yeah, yeah. William H. Macy's famous. I could do the actors. And you do the actors. Celebrities. Venture is going to blow me away in this. Clearly, can I do politics to make it more fair? I mean, sure. Okay, ready? He'll beat me one nothing in politics. I don't know. All right. Who is Elizabeth Warren? Oh, she is the uh, <laughs> crickets senator from um, Maryland. Actually, <laughs> starts with the MA, but not Maryland. <laughs> Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah, that was for. so close. Massachusetts. Okay. Massachusetts. Okay. She's really a senator. I'm really she was, good. She really is a senator. Really good at Massachusetts. She's running for president. Actually, I'm really good. You got that, senator. Right. I mean, Who is ready? Who is Beto O'Rourke? Oh, I know this person's actually running for president, too. I've heard this person's uh-huh. think. I'm not even sure if that's a male or a female. Beto O'Rourke is what we're looking for. I'm going to go with male. Uh-huh. Not sure. Um, presidential candidate, uh, also a senator of uh, California. He is not a senator. <laughs> He may be running for president. He hasn't announced yet, but he lost an election to Ted Cruz recently. Do you know who Ted Cruz is? Yes. Uh, yes. Who is Ted Cruz? I he, think. He didn't he? He ran for president he ran last for president. Time. Yeah, last He did. Time. He lost to Trump. Republican. Yes. Yes. He yes. was uh, yes. one of the what was, finalists. What was Trump's the, nickname for him? Uh, Tiny Hands. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong guy, but. Oh. Wrong guy? Yeah, he, he wasn't he tiny. someone else Tiny Hands. Yes. I don't uh, know Ted Cruz's nickname. Though. Lion? That's Tony correct! Lion Ted. Lion Ted! There you go. I know politics. Come on. Yeah. Ah, look at this guy. All Greg's right. rubbing off on you. All right. All right. All right. Enough politics. We're done. Um, NBC <laughs> is this weekend. We'll be covering it. $7,000 in league prizes. $150,000 grand prize. Frank's going to go for it. He's in the league. NBC has paid over $23 million in fantasy baseball prizes during his first 15 seasons. And with that kind of money on the line, these drafts are a great benchmark to use when you're prepping for your own. Well, with the coverage, Frank and I, Joe Pispia, Dr. Roto won't be here, but Brad Ziegler will, and we'll analyze the drafts in real time. Tune in to Fantasy Sports Radio Network on Friday and Saturday for all the fantasy baseball action and follow the industry professionals.
as they play for keeps. All right, Frankie, Le'Veon Bell is a Jet signing for what? Like 35 guaranteed? Like 35 that. guaranteed. I believe it was like 53 or 55 total. thought it was a terrible job by his agent because they turned down um, like five years, 70 million from the Steelers at some point. I know Alex downstairs has the, the numbers. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a terrible job by their agent. Obviously, they expected the market to be more robust. I actually feel like agents in general have not been doing a great job recently in all sports. I know Dallas Keuchel turned down a something like a four-year deal from the Astros like last year they wanted to extend him and yeah. they turned it down now he doesn't have a job mm-hmm. so uh, I think agents in general are I don't know they kind of got to get themselves in check I mean unless obviously you have Bryce Harper or Manny Machado as your player then right. it's a little bit easier but uh, Machado's deal was good Le'Veon Bell to the Jets it's a, you know I like it I as a Jet fan I don't I don't love paying for a running back but you get Sam Darnold the weapon he needs as many weapons as you know, you could possibly get. They added Jamison Crowder as well. I think that's going to help him. They traded for Kelechi Semele. I think the offensive line will be improved. I think they really whiffed not getting one of those centers in in, uh, in Morse or Parodies. So they need to adjust center. I think they still need to do a little bit more work on the offensive line. It's not going to be nearly as good as any offensive line Le'Veon Bell played with in the past. Uh, but just from a Jets perspective, it, it's, it's good that Sam Darnold now has someone to take some pressure off of him that can run the ball effectively. And, you know, whenever he wants to dump it down, they can, he can throw it to Lev Bell as well. So, in terms of workload, I still think the workload should be there for Le'Veon Bell, assuming Adam Gase isn't a complete idiot like he always is. <laughs> this is the a first time I said his name in a couple of months, so excuse me, but frustrates me a lot. They'll probably still sign a running back and use that person more than Le'Veon Bell. Like, you know, Frank Gore over Kenyon Drake last year. I mean, it's... I can't go down different the Adam Gase thing right now, but I still do. I still do think that the uh, the workload is going to be there for Le'Veon Bell. Is a is he a first round pick for fantasy? I'd I'd say yes. I don't. I'm probably not as optimistic as yesterday when we kind of thought he was going to Baltimore. But is he a mid to late first round pick for fantasy because he's going to see 300 or close to 300 touches? I think so. I think you know 50, 60 plus receptions and. No, at least 250 carries is well within reach for Le'Veon Bell. So, I think he's a mid to late first-round pick, for sure. Yeah. What do you think, Fetch? Without a doubt. I think he's a first-round pick, yeah. I mean, he, he touches on, in touches alone, <clears throat> he'll be a first-round pick. I, I can't see how Gase doesn't use him to his full capacity after they just signed him to a you know, pretty big deal. Yeah, they don't really have a choice because— A I young mean, quarterback. If Adam Gase yeah. messes this up, he's never going to get another coaching gig in his life. So, right. I mean, they signed Le'Veon Bell to this much for money. For a reason, yeah. You got to— you got to use, use the guy. Plus, he's a great, um, you know, anchor to for Darnold to fall back on. Because if Darnold starts struggling, he's going to need that running back to support him yeah, and play sure. action. Just turn it, hand it into yeah. his stomach, or throw it to him a bunch, whatever it might be. Right. Yeah, I think the workload is going to be there for him. I'm looking at Fantasy Pros' overall rankings right now, and as of right now, I think Le'Veon Bell should be in that six to ten mix. Yeah. Because I'm looking. I think. The running backs are still going to be the top five. Uh, assuming, like, we got to find out what's going on with Todd Gurley. But then you get into Melvin Gordon, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and then if you want to pull any other wide receivers up the board, Juju, now that uh, Antonio Brown is gone. I think Le'Veon Bell's right in that mix with Melvin Gordon, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, or whoever else you have as your wide receiver one, Julio Jones, whatever it might be. Do mm-hmm. you think that's, like, a fair range to kind of put Le'Veon Bell in, or should he be, like, a top five or six pick for sure? No, I, I like where you have him. I think he should be six. I, I would put him ahead of Melvin Gordon. Ahead of Melvin Gordon. What do you think, Craig? Let me yeah. out with the Jets ahead of Melvin Gordon? No, I'm still going to go with... 
I'm probably no offense out there in LA. For yeah, sure. yeah, I'm still probably gonna go with Melvin Gordon. I think Le'Veon Bell, which is great, being a year away from the game, a getting year off, he's gonna come back fresh, getting those knees Melvin healthy. Gordon absolutely, been injury prone. I'm not worried about Adam Gase effing this up. To be honest with you, well, at least there's one. <laughs> yeah, in the room. That's really close. I mean, that's really really close. But he's gonna be in the range, right? Le'Veon yeah, Bell's yeah, gonna yeah. Be in like that six through eight range. I'm saying like PPR pass catching ability. I like Bell's overall Melvin game. Catching the ball. He's catching Conway the ball well too. Here, he does. But Bell could catch Conway. literally 70, 80 passes. I don't know if Melvin if Gordon... If he's used correctly. Right. There's a lot of weapons on the Chargers offense. They don't need to throw Gordon the ball out. Whereas the Jets are going to have to throw a lot of screens to They didn't last to year either, and they still did. Phillip Rivers always throws yeah. the ball to the running backs. You know, in the past, it might have been Danny Woodhead. Right. But last year, I mean, now he's got Woodhead. Right, but now he's got Hunter Henry coming back and Mike Williams right. becoming a prominent figure in the offense. Oh, I think... Yeah, I can't w. wait for that. Big Mike. I will draft him so early. <laughs> How early? Uh, like Physical freak. I remember I did Fourth, after the game round. where he scored three touchdowns yeah, yeah. against the Chiefs. Yeah. I, I made a poll. Where is he going to go this year? It was like fourth, fourth. fifth round, yep. sixth, or I later. That. I remember that. He's going to go in that range. I'm cool. He was 100 percent. Is going to be like a like a fifth round one of these <laughs> yeah, one, one of these hype wide receivers. Absolutely, Mike Williams. Easily the most hyped. Easily already. Yeah. Let, let's get back to the uh, yeah, yeah. the Odell uh, the Odell Beckham thing too. Just talking about this trade in general. I don't know why everyone's freaking out. To be honest. I understand that he is a top three wide receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's awesome. I, I can't dispute that. But he's been injury prone, Greg. I mean, last year played 12 games. The year before that, he played four games. He's been a diva. And it's not like we've ever seen diva wide receivers not get traded. It's actually happened more in the NFL than, you know, yeah. than you'd expect. Yeah. I mean, look at guys like Randy Moss, Terrell Owens. They've all been traded in their careers. Chad Ochocinco. Antonio Brown just got traded. I don't understand why everyone's freaking out about this or why I think people are freaking out more because of the timing of, okay, now the Giants are blowing it up after everything that they've gone through, after, you know, drafting Saquon Barkley and they thought that they were close. Mm -hmm. I think that's why people might be freaking out more. But if you're just mad about the Giants trading Odell Beckham in general, trading away a diva wide receiver... It's not that crazy to me, Greg, because this has happened all throughout NFL history. Mm-hmm. Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, Antonio Brown just got traded. Antonio Brown's a better player than Odell Beckham, and he got traded. Yeah, and so for a horrible, horrible trade, too. That was just a bad trade. Like, well, the, the, they didn't, they didn't the get Steelers had no that. leverage. Yeah, they had no leverage. The they didn't get, no like, at least we got good pieces. We got, we got a first-round first, pick. A we got a third. We got a play, great player. You might have been player. able to even get more back for him. Well, like, you I, probably could have, but I'll take that. Right. The, the Steelers got ripped, basically, but they had no leverage. From a fantasy perspective with Odell Beckham, I remember when we were talking about this, I remember this very clearly, Greg. I said that I wouldn't use a second-round pick on Odell Beckham. That was, you know, towards the end of last season. Well, things have changed. <laughs> He's not, you know, he doesn't have Eli Manning throwing him the ball anymore, Greg. He's not in the Giants' offense. No. He's got a much better offense now. He's got yes. Freddie Kitchens yes. as the head coach. He's got Todd Monken who was leading the Tampa Bay Air Raid offense last year. So you know they're going to throw the ball. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield, Canning. you want to talk about Baker Mayfield, he's going to, you want to talk about a hype guy for fantasy yeah. football. He's going to go, Greg, I'll tell you this right now, yes. on March 13th, Baker five, Mayfield will be drafted as a top five quarterback in mm-hmm. fantasy football this year. And I can't even be mad at you. I can't. Look at the weapons they have. They have Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham who are reunited going back to their LSU days. They have David Njoku. They also have a guy that could stretch the field in Antonio Callaway. 
They have Kareem Hunt. They also have Chubb. Nick Chubb <laughs> to take pressure off. You know, if teams kind of want to pull the defense up a little bit, they want to put a little extra safety in the, box. in the box. You can't do that. No. Because you have Nick Chubb if you want to run the football down their throat. And then they Play still have bomb. Duke Johnson, but mm-hmm. maybe they'll get rid of him. And then at some point, after a suspension, they have Kareem Hunt. Right. I mean, they could be everyone l- is so gonna, stacked. Like the Browns bandwagon is going to be crazy for real life purposes and for fantasy purposes. For fantasy, I don't think I could be mad at you, Greg. I don't think I could be mad at people. No, Baker I wouldn't Mayfield's be mad. drafted as a top five quarterback. I think that's okay. How can you be mad? The potential is certainly there. Mm-hmm. The excitement is palpable surrounding Baker Mayfield and the Browns. I get it, man. There are four definitive quarterbacks that should go ahead of him right now. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, and Deshaun Watson. Those are the four. Name another quarterback that should definitively go ahead of Baker Mayfield right now. You said Andrew Luck, right? Yes. Maybe Russ. I can't even say Russell Wilson because the weapons aren't there. And he didn't run last year either, and he was touchdown dependent. Yeah. Look, the articles are going to start. I'm sure the, the Russell Wilson articles are going to be very plentiful, talking about touchdown regression. Right. He barely threw the ball, and he threw all these touchdowns. So his, you know, his touchdown rate he is the and offense. his touchdown passes are yeah. going to regress. But you know, based on last year, when, and why they lost the game to the Cowboys in the playoffs, all they wanted to do was run the football. Yeah. All right, I'll throw, I'll, I'll throw some names at you. You guys let me know. So we said Mahomes, Rodgers, Luck, and Watson are four that you'd say for Definitely. sure. I agree. Right. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan. He's the only other one that I think is in the discussion. New offensive coordinator. But not really. It's like a new, new old offensive coordinator. Saying. So normally, Matt Ryan struggles under a new Correct. offensive coordinator, but he actually had some of his best years playing under Dirk Cutter. And history has shown whenever he transitions into a new offensive coordinator, that first year, he, he stumbles struggles. out of the gate, yeah. But the fact that he's worked with Dirk Cutter before... They already have familiarity, so I don't think he's going to struggle as much. And he was awesome last yeah, year. And they the still got weapons. They got great weapons, too. So uh, would you say Ryan or Mate Baker? Honestly, they made additions to their offensive line, too. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's so close that you could literally just say, you want to go safety? You want to be a safe guy? Go Matt Ryan. You want to go with the high upside? You go Baker Mayfield. I think that's fair to say. Literally like that. Baker Mayfield or Jameis Winston? <clears throat> Baker. Bruce Baker. Arians with Jake with James Winston. I like Winston, but, but Baker, there's no. still a yeah. huge downside. Yeah. I'll go Baker. We talked about Russell Wilson already. Are we missing the downside? Is that what I'm doing? Am I missing the downside to Baker Mayfield, like a sophomore slump? I don't see. I just don't I really see. I think he's awesome. I don't yeah. really see how it could happen, though. All right, I got Cohen Moore. Unless he plays How do they take a step back? I mean, the Something. offensive line is solid, yeah. and they get all these offensive Here's, lines together, Kitchens and Monken together. I don't see how much downside. Here's one that I would take ahead of him. Cam Newton. I like that, we too. We don't know anything Normally about Cam Newton I would. right now. I think he's healthy. Assuming he's healthy. They say he should be ready for know, the start training camp. for training camp. Based yeah. on the way last season ended and the, if he's not having surgery and he's just kind of playing through this, a, a rushing quarterback who could take one hit and get hurt. He's older. He's getting older. He's I'm telling you what I would do. He lost Devin no. Funches, too. He's oh, talking oh, oh, great. He's not I mean, replaceable. He was a, a red zone option. He's irreplaceable. Who Devin Funches. All right, so, all right, so name all the weapons that, you know, Christian oh, McCaffrey. They have a Maryland Terp. They have DJ Moore. He's good. I DJ do Moore. love DJ Moore. DJ Moore is Curtis solid. Samuel. But what else? Like Ian Thomas. That's it. Are, yeah, but Greg Olson too. Yeah, I mean, how DJ much? DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Ian Thomas, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. Got it. David and Joe. Yeah. Yes, those weapons That's are better. The edge right yes, there. those weapons are better. Cam Newton's better than Baker Mayfield. Right now, you left that part out of your equation. Was he last year though? I don't care about last year. I care about going forward. 
Yeah, but going and I think forward, Cam Newton with this year will be better. Going forward, he's injury prone. Sure. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is not. I, I believe he'll be healthy. If he proves to be healthy, Cam Newton's the better guy. I would pick Cam Newton ahead you of have Cam Newton. I will. Cam You'll Newton's a great fantasy quarterback. Every time he drops out of the top five of quarterbacks, I always draft him. Year, I'm telling you, I own him. We own He's him. just sketchy because of the injury great. risk. I, I would go Baker just because I'm afraid that Cam's going to get hurt from running so much. And he's a great fantasy guy. He's major upside, you know, but I think Baker might actually be a little safer. Does that make sense? Not to me, personally. You don't think he's a little safer? No. Because of the injury risk? Baker, may, Baker could have easily not be nearly as good as he was last year. No, that's true. Yeah. I just <laughs> say he's just a little that safer. rookie quarterbacks have never know, done before. I know. And their team got substantially better. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, I'm with Baker, but that's close. We'll, 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 Two more. It's close. not really close for me. Two more. Yeah. Drew Brees. No. Nope. Baker. No more. Okay. Drew Brees was frustrating to own last Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah. Big Ben. No way. I don't touch Big Ben. Lose Antonio Brown. You have Juju. You have James Washington. But it's an interesting still name turn the ball over James a Washington's going to be year. an interesting name this year. James Washington's going to be a hype guy, too. Him and Mike Williams are going to go in a similar range. Watch. Mm-hmm. Who are you taking fifth, first? Six-round range, James Washington, that's where he's going to go. Who are you taking first, Juju Smith-Schuster or Antonio Brown? Juju for me. Antonio. Juju for me as well. Juju for me Will as well. Who you take Antonio Easily. Brown or Odell Beckham? Odell Beckham. That's closer. I don't think it's close. Really? Yeah. yeah Charles Landry's agree. still going to get a lot of targets. Not, not and, Odell Beckham's number one receiver. And Odell Beckham is injured. I think and, that's a little. I think that's close. Odell Beckham with Baker Mayfield, like Odell, Antonio yeah. Brown with Derek Carr. Okay, we'll be back after this. College basketball has reached the climax of the 2019 season, and the Fantasy Sports Network has you covered for all the news and betting information for the conference tournaments leading up to the big dance. Get the latest wagering and prop bet advice every day from FNTSY's top experts and analysts as they prepare you with the best advice in bracketology. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio app in iTunes and Google Play and watch select programming in the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your home for winning big in the month of madness. Rainness! Make it rain. There is plenty of opportunity for the Giants to turn this trade into a positive. What they need is a quarterback, and Dave Gettleman has the assets to go get one this year. And you know what? If they suck, he's going to get them a couple of chances next year as well. Giant fans, put a little faith in Dave Gettleman and realize that he can do some damage this draft, including going out getting the future quarterback of the New York Giants. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. It doesn't make any sense to me to say you can't win because now you don't have Odell. What do you think the Giants finish in this division this year? Last. Yes, Greg, last. And that wouldn't be the worst thing either. Oh, yes, it is the worst thing. The New York no, Giants no, are supposed no, to be a winning organization. Being the Miami Dolphins. No one cares about the Miami Dolphins. People care about the New York Giants. Nobody cares about the fish. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
Alright everybody, back here with you on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let me uh, go over the schedule for the rest of the day, I believe. Let's throw that up, Alex. I'll go over that. The schedule is as follows the rest of the day. We got Scout Fantasy coming up next. Two to four, Dr. Roto Adam. Give you all the baseball news and notes. And, of course, touch on Odo Beckham and Le'Veon Bell. GTD Game Time Decisions with Gabe and Cam. Gabe went nuts this morning about Odell Beckham Jr. And I'm sure we'll do so again this afternoon. Later on, we got Welsh and Bogman for NBA Takeaways. Followed by Dan Strafford with the Fantasy News Desk. Eight to 11, Keith Irizarry. Finishes off our coverage for the day with calling the shots. Tomorrow morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, make it rain. And then Gabe and Joe are back at it from 9 to 12 for the morning after. Uh, remember, tomorrow we are preempted for coverage of more extra uh, morning after tomorrow. Uh, we're also off Friday for NFBC coverage as well. So this is your last BFFs program of the week here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let me get out of the Giants and the Jets for a few moments, guys. The Ravens making some moves. They've signed Earl Thomas for slightly less money than Landon Collins. And they also signed Mark Ingram. For the cheap. Three years, 15 million? Yeah, but he's like 30 years old at this point. Yeah. No, Mark Ingram? Yeah. yeah. But that's still not pretty, you know. That's fine, though. But you know what I would say? It's fine. He's like a young 30 because he hasn't always been a worst running back. The past couple of years, I know two years ago he was great. He was phenomenal. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But I think he can actually do a little bit of a, a little bit of both here in terms of running on the ground and catching the ball to the backfield. He showed okay. that with the Saints. He had, I believe, it was two years in a row with 50 plus receptions. Mm-hmm. So he could catch the ball. And not only that, you're going to an offense with Lamar Jackson, and you know that they're going to run the a football lot. a ton. And having a running quarterback is going to help you. I just hope that Mark Ingram doesn't get too hyped up. I could see him when everything's said and done. Going too early. I could see him be creeping into the second round. See, Seriously. I really that, can. See, that's where there's I a think lot people to like should. It. It's there a good is. offensive line, too. Yes, I agree. I, I think there's a lot to like. He's going to get a lot of touches on the ground, I think, especially. I think this is, but you got to be careful, because this might be a little bit of insurance for Kenneth Dixon, because I think he's going to get a lot of playing time, Kenneth Dixon, but they're worried about him because he always gets injured. So you can't have him be your starting running back. They're going to mix it up. They're going to run so much that you're going to see Dixon and Ingram be useful in this offense, I think. And he's still Both have Gus Edwards, too, right? Like he's not, I think he's oh, not, yeah. Gus Bus was named the starter. Is he? Not right a, now. Not anymore. No. Not anymore. So I think, I think you're right. I think you're right that they're going to run so much that Mark Ingram could still touch the ball, you know, 15 to 18 times per game. Right. While those other guys are touching the ball 8 to 10 times a game. Right. Like, they... They're going to run so much that they could actually make that happen. Right. I'm just looking at the Fantasy Pros rankings right now. I think Mark Ingram should be in that Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones mix. I think he should, I think he should go that high. I don't know. What do you think, Craigie? No. Dalvin I, Cook, Aaron Jones, too high to put Mark Ingram? Yeah, it's too high for Mark Ingram because Mark Ingram is like, not unlike Aaron Jones. I'd rather have him than Fournette, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Screw Fournette. Yeah, I'm done with that. Jacksonville? I'll, I'll take Drake before Fournette. I, I, I won't no, touch no more Frank Gore. New coach this is great. Beautiful. Life they have opinion Drake ranked as the 31st running back. They have that is a mistake. As the 14th. They always they're always low on them on him. Yeah, always, 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 always. <laughs> but, but hey, there's no more Frank Gore. Yeah, and there's no more Adam Gase. It's it's a Kenny and Drake show. It's a new, it's a new yeah. It's a new day. <laughs> it's a new year. <laughs> Oh, we're going to right back in on Kenyon Drake yep. this year. Oh, we? We're all going to be in yeah, Kenyon We're all going to do it. <laughs> we're all going to do it. Um, I think Mark Ingram, like, you know he's going to be a zero in the passing game. I don't think that's true, Because Dixon's going to play third down roles, I think. Correct. I'm telling you. Correct. He's going to. He's the better pass catcher. What if they, what if they just make Ingram that their, their workhorse? I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility here. Yeah, he'll be the workhorse early down lead back, yes. 
Yeah. He's going to score touchdowns, too. All they're going to do is run. Unless they decide that he's not the goal line back, Gus Buss is. But I guess that doesn't make sense because Alex Collins was. Three years in a row from 2015 to 2017. Mark Ingram, 50, 46, and 58 receptions. Yeah, he's a good he can catch catcher. the ball. He it's can. just a matter of whether they want to use him in that capacity. Right. The Saints did because they use both their running backs and like they, like they use them both in different series. Yeah, and, and they love throwing the yeah. ball to both running backs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the, that's Sean Payton. That's that's the Saints. But the standard format of a team is usually you have your lead back and then you have your third down back who catches passes. I don't think Ingram fits that mold really for this team. I think Dixon does a lot better. So I think that's how they can do it. But Ingram will still catch probably 40, 50 passes. I, I'll, yeah. I'll say I that. 40, 40 50. Plus. Yeah. I think he can catch 40 plus. I just don't think that Kenneth Dixon is necessarily a better receiver than Mark Ingram. But if, in their eyes, the way to yep. maximize Kenneth right. Dixon's value exactly. is to not use him as much and mm-hmm. kind of use him in short bursts, then yeah, maybe they only use him on third down. Because he is talented. I can see that happening. Dixon's pretty talented. Yeah. So that just gets hurt. That's kind of where I am. Are you, uh, Mark yeah. Ingram or Sony Michelle? I think that's going to be a close Sony Michelle. Yeah, I'm on Michelle. I like Sony Michelle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark Ingram or Marlon Mack? Another interesting one. Wow. That's if the Colts don't do anything, I like Marlon Mack. What do you think, guys? Think but that, that, that's going to put Ingram right there on like that two-three turn. That's, that's where he's right. There. I like him near that max spot. Yeah, yeah, he's going to go early third round. Mm-hmm. Where is um, where is Tevin Coleman end up now? That's that's a good question. Tampa. That would be sick. That'd be fun. That Tevin does make Coleman a lot ends of sense. up in Tampa. He's going ahead sense. of everyone we just talked about. I'm telling you. It's going to get to like Derek McKinnon type hype levels from last year. Yeah, remember mm-hmm. McKinnon. At the height of his draft price, late second round. Yep. Yeah. That's where Tevin Coleman's going to go if he ends up in Tampa Bay. And I don't think I can knock it either. Because with Bruce Arians, I mean, you saw the way he used David Johnson a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Guy caught 80-plus passes. Yep. Will Coleman be that all-purpose back? Though? Who else is going to be? They don't have anybody else. Oh, don't even say Rojo. it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Rojo. Rojo. Don't do it. Rojo, Rojo, Rojo is back, baby. Rojo, don't sleep. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. Oh, Greg Sussman snoring over here. <laughs> he fell asleep. If, if he doesn't end up with Tampa Sleeping Bay, like the frenzy he's on. Oh, stop. <laughs> if if uh, Tevin Coleman exact... doesn't make it, if he doesn't end up in Tampa Bay, what's, what's a fallback option for Tevin Coleman? Back to Atlanta. Apparently, there was a report that the 49ers were in oh, 11 I now. saw that. Very interesting. I saw that. And, and some people have talked about maybe a reunion. Kyle Shanahan with Tevin Coleman? Reunion? That could work. Coleman and McKinnon together. Ooh, what about I don't want to completely write off Brita because I like Brita. I like Brita, but he's always he's always hurt, hurt too. Like he's another guy where the way to maximize Matt Brita's you got to split carries. You, with him, yeah, yeah, you can't. He can't be a workhorse. Mm-hmm. You got to use him in like a ten to twelve touch role. Yeah, there's a lot of running That's the backs best like for that. Matt Brita. I'm trying to think of another team that could use him. Evan Coleman, right? Yeah, and Babel would oh, be awesome. Oakland. About Oakland. Oakland was kind of in on. Sure. Le'Veon Bell, too. Oakland works. Oakland works. Oakland works. That wouldn't be so bad. They don't have a running back. I mean, Doug Martin, uh, what are we doing here? Yeah. Is Marshall Lynch even still on the roster? I don't, I don't even know. I don't know. I liked Lynch last year. But he, he wasn't bad while he played. I think I, Gage caught up, though. I don't think he could really Yeah, I mean, he's, sustain. Probably, he's probably done. Yeah. Marshall Lynch done, Greggy? I heard you. I'm looking at you. Uh, I'm thinking about it. You agree? <laughs> You're not answering me. I think he's done. Yeah. I think he's done. I think he's done. Coleman would be a good time for them. Have we had any other big offensive fantasy football-related? Devontae Parker staying in Miami. <laughs> Very big. Greg, I said big. <laughs> I think it's interesting. <laughs> Things that actually matter. Who's the quarterback in Miami? Who right, is the Ryan quarterback? Tyrod Taylor turned to him down Chargers. to take a backup gig. So Eddie Bridgewater turned him down to take a backup gig. Did they I mean, turn him down? Anyone. Yeah. You're not going to get anyone in Miami. They, they legitimately offered Teddy Bridgewater a contract to be their starting quarterback. 
and he turned he'd it down. He'd rather be the heir apparent to the Saints. I would too. Not a bad spot to <laughs> I be. Would in. Too, yeah. I Not mean, a bad spot to be. And then Tyrod Taylor, a little how, bit different. I thought yeah, he would have taken a starting 100%, gig with Miami. Yeah. Maybe they didn't actually offer it to him then. But I heard that once, once the Dolphins missed out on Teddy Bridgewater, they were pivoting to Tyrod Taylor. But I guess, I guess it never happened. Chargers jumped in. Tannehill's going to be done. Mm-hmm. I think the Dolphins just suck it up this year. They'll they'll sign like some backup, like Fitzpatrick or something. They'll suck, and then they'll they'll get like two next year. They're gonna try and tank for a quarterback, or maybe maybe they they draft a quarterback this year and just throw him in. I was gonna say, what if they trade up for a quarterback? Can that's not out of the realm of Haskins type or something like that? Yeah, Miami. What if they even try? They they might do it quietly, make a move for for Murray and really trade up and you know, go all in. I think they kind of need to tear it down though. They're 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 in a bad spot. Yeah, they don't have receivers. They, yeah. they should probably trade away like anyone they have of value. Like an that Xavier Howard. Yep. Trade them away. Get some draft picks for them. Yep. Build, rebuild it from the from the ground up. They'll be the worst because team. If next you year. think about it, I mean they're gonna be really bad. They're gonna be yeah. a top three, like Bottom top three. three team 100%. in the NFL. Yeah. And every every team in the division is getting better. The Jets are getting better. The Bills are getting better. Yep. The Bills have quietly made some good moves. Yeah, so the Cole Pizzini thing is really interesting with the Buffalo Bills. You like that move? I do like mm-hmm. the move. I said this to you yesterday. Yeah. Like, I think he's a perfect guy for Josh Allen, who has a monster arm. You know, he can throw it deep. They have some burners. And he has great hands, Beasley. He'll catch you. You need someone to check it down. It's yeah. a good security blanket because Josh Allen, where he's at in his progression, like he's always going to try and take shots. But if his first read isn't there, that's where he normally takes off. So right. you know what, actually, Greg? They don't have a tight end the either. The signing really. of Cole Beasley might actually hurt Josh Allen's rushing production. And what I mean by that is, when he goes through his reads, normally he would run if there's nothing there. Sure. Now he has a security blanket. So maybe it limits some of his rushing ups. I still doesn't think it changes his instinct, Frankie. Like, his instinct's always going to be to yeah. run. Yeah, but and I don't think the, I don't the Bills want to take that away. They're not going to want him to do that forever. Really? Because they're going to they're gonna end up getting this guy killed. He's good at it, though. Big hits he's less. big, though. He's big. He's, he's really like good Cam. at it. He's like Cam. He could take hits. Yeah, but I now, agree look, with you. Look yeah. at how we're talking about Cam now. He was, I mean, early in his career, he was fine. He I run. agree with you. I don't think he should first move run. His first should be to throw. But when he needs to run, I think he's going to be very instinctual and run right away. Not even play games and just run. You know what I mean? And the Bills don't have a big-name receiver. But it's kind of like the sum of the parts. Like, they're putting together a decent group here. Mm-hmm. They got an they over-the-top guy. They already have, guy. Uh, they have Bob Foster, mm-hmm. Robert Foster, who came on towards the end. Big Bob. Year. He was great. Yeah. They signed Smokey Brown, John Brown, who could stretch the field. So now you have two guys who could stretch the field in John Brown and Robert and Foster Beasley on the underneath. outside. You have Cole Beasley underneath. And they still have Zay Jones, who kind of came on last year. Mm-hmm. So Who's the number one receiver there? It's going to be frustrating for fantasy. I don't know that you're going to want to own anybody on this team, to be honest. As a receiver? Yeah. But I think all of them being around is going to help Josh Allen collectively. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, all of them together, they needed wide receivers uh, desperately. So they, they made the right moves. But it would be nice to see them get a, a big-time wide receiver. But I guess hey, it wasn't they in tried. the cards. They tried, yeah. yeah they tried Antonio Brown. Buffalo's a hard place to sell. It's a hard place to, sell. It's a hard place to sell. How about when Jordan Matthews went there? He said, there was nothing to do. Yeah. So I made a baby. That's what you, that's what you said? <laughs> yeah. Remember that? 100%. Pull from Jordan Matthews? Yeah, 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 yeah of nothing course. nothing to do in Buffalo except each other. Yeah. That's what he said. Oh, my God. He made a baby <laughs> while he was there. He was only there for like half a season. Yeah, and Gabe was telling me upstairs they would go to Toronto because Toronto's like an hour away. Because there's not really no there's place to, to go out. Yeah, in Buffalo. Buffalo. So. I can go for wings. That's it. Pretty delicious. Yeah, bar for wings. Are they actually <laughs> known for their Buffalo wings? I know it's like in the name. <laughs> yes, Frank. <laughs> it's in the know. name. I've never been to Buffalo. I don't know. I've never been there either. Neither have I. 
I know it's the home of the buffalo wing, man. Yeah, yeah but uh, you can get <laughs> buffalo wings anywhere. I can get great but buffalo wings in the city, right? You here. certainly can. You certainly can. Wait, what are you yeah, saying, Alex? Or Alex talking. Yeah. I know it was created in Buffalo, an anchor bar, dude. There's an anchor bar in New York City now, too. Duff's is better than anchor bar. I know all this. You never take me out for wings. What's going on? Go for wings? You stole me a lunch. Take my, uh, yeah. Not today, though, because I brought pasta. Yeah, I no, I love my pasta. Oh, it's my pasta. <laughs> Very pumped. I, mean, I, I theoretically just buy you wings tomorrow for dinner. I don't know I'm going there you to. Go. I, could. I wish we had more time, man. I wish they we don't. had more time yesterday. We don't, yeah. Because you know what? Instead of eating there, if we could have just, like, Eat Shake Shack or Chick Fil A or something before then. Then we don't even have to spend money in the bar on food. That'd be great. That would have been great. We have no time. We don't have the time to do that. We what if we what if we like jam packed Thursday tomorrow? You know what we could do? You could buy it, put it in your bag, and walk in and just eat it. That's like kind of rude, though. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. I'm very big on bar etiquette as a former bartender. Yeah, I don't like that one either. <laughs> no, what were we talking about once? Were you yelling at me? We talking about can you just sit and drink water? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You're way off base on. That's what it is, man. I think you should get one drink. I'm drinking tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm drinking tomorrow. Oh, you get food too at the. Bar. I'm, I'm gonna eat. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to pay the prices. Oh, uh, well. Sometimes you got to make the sacrifice if you got to be there. You know. Hey, great. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat dinner. Probably. Gonna, I'm gonna probably get multiple things. You know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very zoned into the office. I'm, 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 I'll let Greg do whatever. Me. He's doing. I'm gonna get a little spinach artichoke dip. Probably some dip. Yeah. While I'm while I'm while I'm like, oh, what are you Oh, he's gonna be stuffing his face. First guy he brings up. Oh, I can't say it, can I? Can I say the first guy you're going to bring up in the auction? I don't think I so. Hope it's okay. not. I don't want you to say unless anything. I know, you know who it is. You told me. Unless you know who we're going for. I don't want you to say it. I don't want because I know people in our league listen to this. Yeah, so I don't want to. Have you been studying like you said you were going to do? You said this week was Let, crunch, crunch yeah, time. Yesterday I studied for like six hours. Six hours of study. Yeah. Did what did you? How Christina take it? Are you going to take Vladimir not Guerrero good. in the first round? No, probably like the third round okay. in a keeper's league. In a keeper league, maybe second. That's a stretch. Maybe second. But uh, I'm, you know, I'm finding the guys that I, I think are like adventure guys. Well, so sleepers that are also like just pretty safe too. You want Moncada. that people are forgetting about? You know what I mean? Like uh, you got anybody? Top of the like dome? like like I like for instance, I think Mar- Marcel Zuna is not getting his fair sh- shake. I think he's a lot better. It comes than down to help. Where he's being drafted right now. Comes down now. to help. Is he, he, Cardinal, is he playing? Cardinals lineup. Is Zuna playing? He has been playing. Okay. He, he made his uh, he made his first appearance in the outfield the other day. Okay. Right. He's going in the right direction. The Cardinals lineup. Very it's underrated. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very underrated. Uh, know Paul DeJong, another one. Oh, 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 big Paul E.D. Yeah. I mean, you speak about him, but like, I feel like he's just, you know, I think he's a little better than where he's going. Yeah. Just certain things that I was looking up. I want to pull some guys up the board that I really like. You know what I mean? Because that's the, how I do it. Friend of the program, Vlad Sedler, last year called Christian Yelich. Said he would be a, really? He said he would be a top five MVP candidate, oh. NL MVP candidate. Save this tweet. This year... He said, Paul Goldschmidt, NL MVP. How old? I love Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt. Goldie. Huh? Love him. And I have Freddie Freeman ranked over him. So I don't know. Does One of us is going to be wrong. I mean, they're both <laughs> so good. I love Freeman. You can't go wrong. Like I've always said about Freeman, I think he has that extra gear. One of these years, he's going to hit like 320. 35, 35 homers. and 100 RBIs. It's going to happen. 120. He can hit 120 RBIs. Back in the heart of a good lineup. Is that ever going to happen? <laughs> Big Fred? I mean, if it's ever going to happen, a lineup with Ronald Acuna, yeah, Josh theoretically, Donaldson, I mean, like Ozzy Albies. As long as he play, stays healthy like he did last year, 162 games. Yep, he was one of, I believe, seven players to do that. We did, we tried, I, I tried naming them. I, yes. I failed. One of them was very weird. It was like Freddie Galvis. Yeah, that was cool. I'll tell you right now, Ozzy Albies not getting kept in my league, I found out. Oh, so you're drafting. He might be my first round pick. 
<laughs> right, it's a keeper league. So it's really a third or fourth round pick. That's a great third or fourth uh, you, round pick. I think you can get him in the second. You'll be all right, Benjamin. Don't use I the want first him. round pick. I want Ozzy. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab him. You know, Ozzy having a great. terrible spring by Ozzy's me. another one of those guys, by the way, I try to figure out yesterday, amazing first half, brutal second half. That was Ozzy Albies. Yeah, that drop off. That could be the beginning of this. Uh, well, he. That I don't know was how much you guys year, care really. about this stuff. No, was he's having year. a terrible spring. Don't really mean anything. Yeah, Chan Cisco's having an amazing spring. <laughs> Chan Cisco. I mean, that's your guy. I mean, Greg I, doesn't like him because he goes outside the top four hundred eight. Don't like Chan Cisco. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's gonna start. I will tell you this: he is not one of my second catcher options tomorrow in the GTT. Ozzy Albies wow. is hitting two oh eight. Not bad. With zero home runs, mm-hmm. one stolen base, okay. five strikeouts, two walks, and 24 at-bats in the spring. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. cool with it. I don't tell you, I don't... All right, that's good. I mean, some people <laughs> like when the players they yeah. like... Do bad. Bad in spring training, so it brings the price down. Yeah. Somebody who does that uh, notoriously, um, was it Strasburg or something like that? Was, was always bad in spring? Yesterday. He was pretty good yesterday. I was watching the, uh, the game, the matchup between him and Verlander. Great matchup, by the way. Yeah. Jonathan Loisiga, not good yesterday. Loisiga. Very bad. Loisiga. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that. So Strasburg, is he on our list now? No. All right. Thanks, Strasburg. I'm He's starting, never on the list. I'm starting to buy so back into Strasburg. Yeah. So Slowly. Stop. <laughs> Slowly. Strasburg or Paxton? Greg. <sighs> Strasburg. I think I go Strasburg. Chris Ventura. Oh, stop. Chris Pavona. <laughs> Frank Stanford. <laughs> Alex Rosano. Sean. We'll see you next week. Wish us luck. Have a great weekend, everybody. Till then. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> nope.